Okay, so you know the age-old desert island question. You know, if you were left on a deserted island, what five records or foods or even tools would you take? Hi there, it's Shara Carruthers here. And in many ways, that question is the premise of our podcast today. So Marie and I were talking a little bit about what challenges and inspires us and the people around us. And we recognize that things like powerlessness and isolation and uncertainty and fear are such a big part of our collective experience of living every single day. And so we thought it'd be fun to talk about what each of us actually rely on to help navigate through the choppy waters of life, you know, the the skills or the ideas and even the ways of framing our daily experiences that give us more access to our highest selves and ultimately that give us more opportunities to find joy and to grow. And so what's in your toolkit for living? So today in this rambling and heartfelt and even a little bit funny conversation, we are sharing what's in ours. I hope you enjoy it. We are back. It's Shara Carruthers here and Maria Kirsten. And today we want to talk about, in, I guess in many ways it's about how to cut to the chase in life. Where There's lots of advice out there about what to do, about how to be and how to live. And we thought, just based on our own personal experiences, that it might be fun just to talk a little bit about what we in, what we each see as the things that have brought us through, the things that we're as, perhaps aspiring to create in our lives, the things that we use the most in dealing with um, getting through our daily lives, the challenges, and perhaps even some of the great, some of the good stuff that we experience. And I suppose the easiest way that we can kind of break it down is to kind of talk about a, talk about it as a toolkit. For living. That's kind of just a way, our way of thinking about it now. So yeah, Maria, talk to me about this idea and perhaps even why you think it's something that's important. My tools for living. Yeah. I wouldn't have chosen it early on, but I think I love the eight limbs of yoga and I particularly like the yamas and niyamas. And it sounds like that sounds it's such an easy thing to say, mm. but every time I kind of get into a crisis, if I come back to that blueprint, it's helpful. Mm-hmm. But I if you also, don't know what the yamas and niyamas no, are, you can go look them up. Yeah, you can go look them up. <laughs> there you go. But it's so no, your yamas are are um, talking about how you relate in the world, like being compassionate and nonviolent, and telling the truth, and not stealing, and using your sexual energy in a non creepy way, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And your and your niyamas are about how you kind of self have self integrated behavior, mm. purity, and self-study and and I think you when you start to ask yourself questions or or surrender or discipline that sort of stuff I think they're easy but but I I also think that boiled down uh we come down to a few of them that are really important Mm. or that really sing and Mm -hmm. the the one that sings to me the most is truth is Mm. non-lying or whatever Mm -hmm. it is is tell the truth tell the truth Judith Lasseter says the truth is such a relief yeah and I like it because it's like get real yeah and it also it also strips away veneer. It strips away it, it. You have to tell yourself the truth first. Yeah. You kind of accept it, and you've got to 
live it. And it makes you really ask what's important, but it it also connects you to people. Yeah. And I think, you know, if someone lies to you or you misrepresent to them or you slightly slant to them, it's actually not connecting with them. And mm-hmm. maybe that's the real underlying kind of tragedy of trying to make something different than what it is. Mm. This one makes my list too, actually. It makes your list too. Yeah, so, it makes yeah. my list too. And, and I think part of the reason for that is that it feels very much like we walk through life carrying this veneer, like you mm. talked about, carrying these kind of layers of stuff that aren't really us and, and allowing that stuff, you know, whether it's our parents thinking or the thinking of the people that we know and love, or perhaps even just the thinking of the people that we listen to the most on the radio or, or, um, survival skills at school. All of it. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Even those things, you know, these, these, these subconscious ways of being a lot, you know, the, the truth is that a lot of this isn't who we are. And I often say that the biggest sort of path to wellness or the biggest wellness solution that no one is talking about is honesty. Yeah. It's taking responsibility for who we are. It's it's being willing to look at what's what's true and what's real, either for us individually or um, or just, you know, just in the moment. And I think that we've become really, really good at kind of fooling ourselves into thinking that certain things are important just because someone says they are. And we're kind of mouthing the affirmations mm-hmm. and hoping that it'll become real. Yeah. Whereas I think when we strip things away and kind of boil it down or demystify is yeah. another way or yeah. you you really get real. Yeah. And I love it when people get real. I do let's too. get real. And yeah. let's and it's so it's... nice. Or let's talk about the elephant under the carpet. Yes. Or let's really clear whatever's between us so it can be more than that but I know from family life like I think it's so important to tell your kids the truth yeah if they tell the truth not to freak out because sometimes it isn't always what you want to hear but to to value that truth so much first and then go okay thank you like at least we connected it's not necessarily what we want and in life it isn't necessarily but at least there we are yeah I think that's I think we avoid it because it's not comfortable, but I do believe it's the beginning of everything. Like it's the beginning of everything good in many ways, you I know? I think so too. And there's that vulnerability aspect yep. that you to present yourself and yeah. say, Well, actually this isn't this isn't me or this this is what it is, this is me. Yeah. You know, I'm this kind of a coming out of yeah. whatever it is you want to come out and yes. present. We don't do that because we're afraid that we won't be and so often, I mean, you do hear stories where people come out or offer themselves and then get rejected, but yeah. still, at least you did it. At least you identified it yourself, and at least you came to someone and attempted that connection. And I think I think yoga is a way to really find out who you are mm. in a kind of really roundabout way. It's weird. You do some poses, and you think some things, and yeah. you did make some discoveries. Mm. And they help you, it kind of helps you build the nervous system and the resilience to walk it out there and yeah. present yourself. So that's a biggie. Yeah. So what else makes your list? The other one was the principle of kind of simplicity or elimination. Uh So in yoga therapy, Ayurveda, I'm assuming, you don't ask what can you add. The first question is what can I get rid of? Yeah. And I like that in a consumer society also. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need a new drink bottle or vitamin supplement or what I really need to do is what am I carrying that is taxing me so much or 
um, whether that's that veneer we were talking about, or what is it that mm-hmm. I could get rid of, or and that idea of identifying what to let go of. Yeah, there's that surrender, there's that release. Is a nice first principle. It's a nice thing to ask yourself when you're suffering. What am I holding that I don't need? Mm. Instead of what do I need? To me, obviously those two are connected, like the mm. first one of honesty, but this two, mm. this is a really powerful one to me. And not just because of that Ayurveda connection. I have this sense, I have this feeling that so much, and this has just come over, you know, years of practice and years of kind of living and maybe even just tuning in. Mm. So much of what <laughs> slows us down is all this shit that we're carrying. Yeah. A lot of which we don't even know we're carrying. And I think that even just that ability to see it and to let it go is like a gift (laughs) that we give ourselves. And that really allows us to start living, really allows us to connect, really allows us to start um, relating and start being ourselves. And we only ever see in, in many ways, we only ever see kind of small glimpses of it, but my goal, at least in life, is to expand that experience, is to expand those small glimpses into bigger ones. It's and a helpful question because I yeah. don't think it's a question we're presented with that much. It's certainly no. not good marketing. What no. don't you need? Yeah, exactly. But it's, uh, and I think so it's a question we forget to ask. Yeah. What, what don't I need? Yeah. yeah. What's in the way of connection? So it's a nice orientation. Isn't it's it? useful. And you see so many people... We, you see so many people um, reaching for more, mm-hmm. even when they know that they're in a situation where they just need to let go of something. And so that's become our way, isn't it? Well, I don't think they do know. Yeah. I actually don't think they do know. I, right. think, I think the way that we're often brought up and marketed to yeah. is what else do I need? What other training do I need? Mm. What other product do I need? What mm. other connection do I need? Mm. Instead of sitting with ourselves and going, what's holding us down? Yeah. And it's lovely because no one can do that for you except you. Yeah. Oh. Do you know? So it's a very independent making kind of uh, I'm all right feeling thing to do instead of I need someone to help me get this or. Yeah. Yeah. This and this leads on to one of mine. Yeah. Courage. (laughs) And there's lots of different names for it. But I call it courage because I feel like it is really easy to, and the world has just been set up to allow us to live in a way that's dishonest and allow us to carry all this, you know, this stuff around that isn't really ours or that isn't really serving us. And in order to be able to not only see it, but make different choices, I think that there's some courage that's involved there. Because in many ways, we are you know, choosing to kind of step away from things or even just see things the way they really are, isn't the norm. It's totally outside of what many of us are taught. It's outside of the flow of the cultures that have kind of defined us and kind of brought us to where we are. And so it takes a bit of courage. And just like with this experience of kind of letting go, it's something that we get glimpses of and we feel that experience in us as this beautiful spark or warmth or something, some juice that we get when we like choose ourselves or when we say no, you know, from the inside. And and I just think that ability to continue to do that, that ability to to continue to be driven by our own kind of internal compass, it just takes a lot of courage. 
I agree. I think we're lucky to live in the um, time of Brené Brown's mm. living, you know, courageously Definitely. and wholeheartedly. Yeah, I've I, my the application for that, and I use it a lot. I didn't think of it, but I but is to get over the fear of getting it out there. And yeah. I think especially if you're a yoga teacher, yeah, you know, you got to start somewhere, yeah. and you got to stand in front of people yeah. and put it out there. And there you are in tights, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, and there's a huge part of just skipping being nervous and skipping just knowing that you have prepared what you prepared and you're going to offer it and that it's going to be, it's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and people are wanting you to do your best yeah. and they are wanting to receive what you have to offer. And so you have to, we could always see a room of critics, yeah. but so rarely are people set up to actually criticize. And yeah. so we need to boldly go forward and offer our stuff and get it out there. If we're all living under the wire, stuff yep. isn't really offered. Exactly. And uh, in Australia, one of the things, it's a very common thing it, called the tall poppy syndrome. Mm. You know, the idea that you don't pop your head up and... and Stay um, low under the radar. It's a U.S. problem. Yeah. But it's, it's, I think we all do it and there's that layer of anxiety. I mean, who's, there's always a yoga teacher who's teaching longer and better than you or yeah. who's more famous or who's... But it's so important to encourage yourself that little, that bit and to, I always call it skipping the nervousness. Yeah. And I use it for other things. Like when, when I'm swimming in winter, I uh-huh. just think I'm going to feel, oh, I'm going to feel really good afterwards. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you think, Ooh, I'm nervous to talk yeah. to these new people or I'm nervous yeah. to any new class. Have that conversation people, even. Take that teacher's spot. Yeah. And that's such an important spot to moving up. Here's a spot. Take it. How am I going to take, fill her shoes or his shoes? Yeah. Just do it. Do it. And you'll learn and you'll rise. But so there's that, you can't grow unless you're courageous. And so, and that's, you can't grow into unless you get a little bit stressed. Yeah. And I love the way that you're yeah. putting it because I think people often think of courage as a big thing, no. as something that you somehow have to be worthy of or that you have to, a big thing that you have to create. No. And I love that you talk about it as just like skipping the nervousness. It's just another another kind of emotion that you can step into in order to in order to keep yourself moving forward well we talked about honesty i mean the yeah. courage to be yourself or to be honest or to say no when everyone's saying yes yeah if you're a teenager to go no i don't, I don't want that drug yeah. or that this or that i'm gonna no thanks that that takes courage and it builds on itself yeah. it snowballs definitely because you think well that worked and that actually felt good there was yeah. a squirt of yes yeah that's good i love that <laughs> and that is sometimes a process i think yoga classes give you a chance to practice some courage where yeah. you're like "Ooh, i don't know if i could do that and it's like well have a crack you know just just yeah. try it and then you think well i'm not i've done the full whoopee pose but I, I had a pretty good effort at it, and that was pretty good. Mm. So you, you learn to trust yourself and by these little acts of these little acts of courage, or these little, little acts ones. of trying. Try something you're not that good at. Yeah, exactly. Gosh, that makes me think of how we're so, we're, we so tend to kind of throw ourselves under the bus. And if we can start to reframe that, avoiding, you know, making the hard choices or avoiding doing the things that we know are good for us, if we can start to reframe that to uh, a situation where we just need a, we just need a little bit of courage 
Just a little need, a little bit of courage to push past the resistance. That's all we need is like this teensy little ounce of it, just to push ourselves past the resistance into the, you know, the little squirt of yes, which I totally love. <laughs> That's all we need. Yeah. It's not a big thing, um, but it is an incredibly powerful thing. I think it is powerful. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. What else you got? What else have I got? We were talking about Brene Brown. She mm. gets to feature, and that question of do you think people are, for the most part, doing their best mm. and I kind of like it because I want to be non-judgmental. Mm. No, you got to talk about this a little. Like, yeah, fill, fill it out a little so we can understand. Bit, yeah. But cool. I really loved the question because mm. immediately you think, well, no, you know, there are lazy people yeah. and there are people kind of shirking and slacking, and and then there's this sort of deep compassion that comes in because we, we do that to defend ourselves, yeah, and or to protect ourselves. But if you think that even the people who can't organize themselves to get out and do something or who did who, who failed you or did whatever, they probably couldn't. Mm. I don't I think there are very few people who make a lazy choice, yeah. an active lazy choice. Yeah. Or very few and that may be a choice of self care. Yeah. You know? Yes. But I think very few people are kind of doggers or slackers on purpose. I think they can't. Yeah. They can't find that courage or they can't find that confidence for truth. Yeah. And what I liked was when Brene Brown um, asked the question of her husband and he said, I want to think about it and came back and said, no, I don't always think people do their best, but I really like how life feels when I do. And that ability to make that compassionate reach yep. and say, maybe they are, but also maybe I am. Yeah. And I think we're, we're hardest on ourselves. Yeah. So I, it was something, I think we resist it because we're like, no, Yeah. You know, what if we... And it's not just saying everyone has to slack around, yeah. but I think giving yourself some some room yeah. and and also well, we talked about non judgmentalism, you know, mm-hmm. just trying not to be judgy, yeah, and trying rather to reframe it in that they're probably doing the best they can. Life yeah. is much better if we look at it like that. So it's the anti judgy attempt. Yes, and oh my gosh, like <laughs> this one, this really changed my life mm. when I and it's it's I love those moments, you know, that when. You know, in one moment you're thinking one thing and then just a few words can just change like so much of the way that you see things, the way that you relate to people. You know, reading this, you know, reading Brene Brown talking about this question, you know, do you think everyone is doing the best they can? And just just processing that. For me, the answer had to be yes. It just had to be. And then immediately, you know, it's, it goes out. It goes out to yeah. my husband. It goes out to my kids. It goes your, out to that guy kids, who, that's right. who cut me off at the light. And then it comes back in and then it goes back out. Yeah. And then, and all of a sudden it's just any, any aggravation, any resistance, any judgment, like you're talking about, just slowly starts to vibrate itself away. It does. And I, and then and when that happens, you can feel, you can see and feel the difference between living in a place of constant judgment and somehow rationalizing it too, whether that's subconscious or not. And then living in this kind of, I don't know, light and open and free place of, I'm kind of calling it compassion because that's on my list too. It's compassion and I think it shows itself in a lot of different ways. But in order to kind of get to an experience of it in our daily lives, I think that question is the perfect framing. Perfect it's, it's framing a good for framing it. for compassion, isn't it? And yeah. I, I loved as you were speaking, yeah. I could feel the difference between, like I could physically feel mm. 
the judginess yeah. and the tension of it and the what anger it feels like and in your the body. irritation. Yeah. And then when you went and you're asking that of your children and yeah. of your husband and of yourself, there is this wonderful softening and this big warmth and yeah. this Vegas sort of like, it <laughs> is so nice. Yeah. So physically, it just feels so much better mm-hmm. and it feels so much more relaxing, like yeah. the world is a better place. So yeah. it's some nice lenses to look at the world through. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's, there's this, just to throw one more in about this, is mm-hmm. that idea that, you know, everyone you know is fighting a battle that, that you know nothing about. That's right. And sometimes it's a battle that they know nothing about. And so it's about really giving them, you, everyone, the world, in many ways, the benefit of the doubt. And in doing that, it's like you're giving yourself a gift. And it's freaking awesome. It's just, oh, just feels so good. Juicy. It It is. I mean, if you can catch yourself, catch yourself and then ask that question. Yeah. So I guess that's what, that's what I mean is it's not uh, abstract tools. And maybe it's interesting because the two helpful ones have been questions to say, Mm. are people doing the best they can? Or what was the other question? Um, What can you eliminate? Yeah. You know, because what is your truth is kind of hard. Yeah, it is too, actually. But when you say, what can I get rid of? It frames you in a way. Or if you say, oh, just go out and be compassionate. Yeah. I'm not sure what that looks like. No. I feel like tacking some angel wings on. Exactly. You know, I'm not really sure. I can't find my halo. <laughs> Emptying your wallet to the next homeless person. Yeah, so knows? that's difficult. But yeah. when you think, is everyone doing the best they can, is a really nice question to ask. Yeah. that makes compassion accessible yeah. right away. Immediately. Yeah. It allows you to feel it. Allows you to be it, which is probably the most important thing. And I think so to bring us back to truth just for a second, yeah. part of it is sensing it. So mm-hmm. if there's a discomfort, a kind of physical discomfort or a, uh, a frustration or a kind of anger or an isolation, that's probably a sign that things aren't for real and for truth, mm-hmm. that there isn't that connection. Yep. And you said in our introduction thing that you're that's what you think everybody wants is to connect. Yeah. And you connect with that truth. And that feeling of connection is so nice. And when you feel frustrated, it is so often that you can't connect. That's, so that's maybe that's maybe what am I frustrated? Am I having a frustrated connection? Could yes. be a question that you ask. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know, what yeah. is not connecting here for yeah. me? I yeah. Oh man, we could go deep on this one because mm. I've I've had this. I was always kind of not always taught, but I was taught at a time that we carry around this feeling that something's wrong, something's not right here. And that's judgment, isn't it? Well, that's avidya. That's, that's, that's the forgetting yeah. of our true nature. Yep. That feeling of disconnection yeah. or of forgetting that we are whole and true and yeah. connected and all of that. Something's not right. Something's not whole. Yeah. Um, and so all of these are just kind of in many ways tools for kind of letting go of some of that. Yeah. Have you got any others? The only one I had written down was karma. We were talking about Ooh. fast karma. Yeah. It, I think, I don't actually even know if I believe in karma, except yeah. it, it keeps me really honest. <laughs> so if I if I don't put my grocery card away, yeah. I don't know, I drop something on the floor and break it. It's so quickly, so quickly manifests. Uh-huh. And, I, and I like the idea of, it just helps me to live like someone's always looking just in mm. case my own witness isn't always my best self mm. and if I think oh you know that what does that matter yeah it it brings in a higher self and and um a deeper self and another thing that brings in a deeper self is teaching so I really think when we teach we become our best selves yeah and we step into this it's kind of manifestation of how you really you it's not like you're pretending yeah. but you embody your best self and project your best self yeah and then you kind of go home and yell at the kids or whatever but 
every time you step into it and you you stand there at the front of the room, you also it rubs off on you. It becomes mm. a more it, the costume becomes more and more your own skin. Yeah. And it's like you try things on, and I think I think you find out what you think is your best self. Mm. So I don't know whether how I related that to karma, but mm. there's that idea of just keeping it keeping it clean and keeping it keeping it honest and remembering that it's about compassion too. That yeah. you can't cheat anyway because it's mm. it's you. It's, it's just cheating. <laughs> like there is nobody feels... else but you it... and everybody else. Like you're all connected. Yeah. So to imagine you're by yourself and you can just not put the grocery cart away yeah. and have some poor kid to do it for you. It doesn't work. It, it feels like, to me, it feels like that's like your own little superpower. Like it exists for other people, yeah. but you were talking about how yours is fast. Like, you know, Mine's you do fast. something that, or you even think about doing something that may not be, you know, accidentally taking the pen <laughs> from the office or something. And the next thing you know, you know, something's gone wrong. And whereas you see, you see all kinds of craziness going on in life, people making all kinds of bad choices and, and never seeming to kind of pay the price for it. But, but yeah, I, I like that. I like that because in some ways I wish I had that too. But even in just hearing about how you have it, maybe I do. Maybe I'm just not paying. Maybe I'm not paying attention. Mind, your you know? own inner compass. Yeah. I just wasn't always as connected to it, I think. Yeah. As a kid, I really wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't have, if you said trust your gut, my gut said nothing. Yeah. It was very Don't know quiet. What that... And so I was a little bit of a survivor. Mm. And that's why truth is so important too, because yeah. I just, for often it was you know, probably better lined and, you know, so, so to keep that clean feels good. Yeah. And sometimes I'll think, oh, do I, I don't know. I mean, they're tiny little decisions, but do I access something that hasn't been freely given? And I'm not even talking stealing. Mm. It's so low level, but if it hasn't been freely given, it's probably best not. Ooh, okay. Do you know? Yeah. And, and it's sort of trying to refine that. That's yeah. really, oh. that's really helps a word popped into my head when you said that integrity Mm -hmm. and it's that idea of you know of doing what doing what you know needs to be done when in some ways yeah people be like oh come on you know this is the real world and it's like no actually that's what those yama and niyamas are about they're not religious commandments handed down from a dude on a cloud yeah they are actually a prescription for being deeply existentially relaxed Mm. And and when you mm. live when you live according to those principles, mm. or you those principles describe how you live when you're clear and relaxed, yeah. it just feels better. Yeah, and then you can connect to things much much better. So when I get lost, and sometimes I do less less as I live it, but then mm. then I just find them really easy to come back to. But I found it really helpful in this conversation to come up with some questions to get me back mm. to some things. That's been the learning for me Mm. so i've got one more then and and it kind of it kind of um yeah it well when you talked about having questions Mm. it's curiosity and i think we're kind of acknowledging that everyone's tools you know may be different we're kind of talking more about ours but i feel like curiosity has really served me well and then to be honest i don't even i wouldn't necessarily even consider myself the most curious person never been one to kind of ask questions many questions in an open forum but i think i've always wondered about the world outside of me and its impact on the world inside of me you strike me as incredibly curious and, oh really yeah. okay oh, no, you're like okay and then yeah. <laughs> and so I, you know, I'm always wanting to kind of push out into the world. You know, Ayurveda kind of teaches us that who we are is this relationship between what's happening outside of us and what's going on inside of us. And understanding that, embracing it, and even being able to kind of see it as like our superpower 
it comes from asking questions. It comes from noticing and paying attention and wondering how those things are impacting you and how even just answering simple questions like what makes me feel good? Mm. You know, what's what is it that lights my fire or that, you know, gives me that little squirt of yes, I love that term so much. I'm going to be using that constantly. But what is it? You know, because I think that asking those questions, being curious about those things is is the thing that's going to pull us out and pull us up through all the layers of conditioning and bullshit and whatever out to our real selves. That makes me think two things. And one is that it really comes back to courage. Mm-hmm. Because you, you have to have courage to go where you don't know everything. Yeah. So mm. some people really reside where they only know everything. Yeah. And they're not really wanting to be a little bit unhinged or a little bit... Because uh, it can be dangerous yeah. if you're asking what you don't know. Yep. So that takes that courage. The other thing it made me think of is just, just some of the thinking I've done around um, kind of mental health and trauma. Uh-huh. And one of the significant things of trauma is sort of the lack of curiosity. Hmm. Or that that it's sort of... Um, or lack of imagination, or not a lack of, but yeah. a, a, that it it takes bravery and safety to be curious, uh-huh. and so that it it kind of is a depleted thing when you when you don't feel safe, yeah. and so you're cultivating the conditions to be curious, and one is to be feel a sense of a foundation of safety, yeah. so that you can boldly step forward, or that you can boldly ask questions, yeah. and so that. I guess the other thing that could be a question is what makes you feel safe Yeah, to be yourself, mm-hmm. to take a step? What's your platform off which you step? Mm. So have you got that? And there's, there's that kind of grounding that you cultivate to, to seek out. Mm. Mm. I love this. I really do. Because it's what I love the most is that one, we can, you know, in, in coming to the end of our list, yeah. we can see how everything's kind of dovetailing Very and much. this works with this and this makes this possible. And then we kind of all bring it down to it's all really about that foundation, kind of building mm-hmm. that connection to yourself, understanding that even trust. Yeah. Yeah. Even understanding what your tools are for living. To me, that's a bit, a bit of a foundation, understanding what you value, understanding, you know, that's a bit of a foundation. These things change, but they create. A kind of, I don't want to say a platform, but they do create something from a foundation from which yeah, you can start making root, choices. A firm, yeah. A firm, yeah, I don't think you can proceed from that. And yeah. I think sometimes we ask too big questions before people are even grounded. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for every asana we do, it's yeah. like, what's your foundation? Yeah. What do you, what's going to support you yeah. to then move or do whatever? So it's, yeah. it does bring us right down to basics, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Love what it. I, what I love is where is, is see how we catalyze each other's thoughts yeah. and, and discover in the process of a conversation. Yeah. What makes, what makes us tick? So what I makes... hope people listening also feel that happening in Me themselves. Too. That Me process too. of like, oh, you know, cause it's, it's, Learning comes in what catalyzes in you. Yeah. So yes, you receive some information, yep. but where does it land? Yeah. Where does it sprout and mm-hmm. seed and what does it what does it cultivate? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's these aha moments, mm. isn't it? That yeah. kind of make it come alive. Because it has to be that relationship yeah. with what's in you. Yeah. It can't just be sort of a dead fact. Yeah. Because it'll just slide off. That's where the transformation be. happens, yeah. isn't it? It's it like is. it sparks something and then all of a sudden you're changed. You are changed. Forever. Mm. Oh, so I suppose for me, I would just like to leave the folks out there with, with that simple question. What is your toolkit for living? It's worth thinking about it. 
and perhaps even sharing it. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) And so there you are. You know, when we first decided to cover this topic, we thought it would be a good idea to go away separately and make each make their own list of the things that we felt were integral parts of a good life. And then when we came together to talk about it, we realized that there were a number of things that were on both of our lists. So there were a number of things that were overlapped, which in my opinion is a pretty good sign. But if you weren't entirely sure of what our final take was, our combined list of important tools for living included the yamas and the niyamas kind of as a whole, honesty, simplicity, courage, compassion, and curiosity. And if you want to know more about how we define these things and perhaps some, some, some fantastic additional resources, go ahead and check out our show notes for this episode, which includes links and quotes and all kinds of goodness. As well as that, you can find each of us at our respective websites, www.blissbodyandsoul.com for Shara and www.yogaforgrownups.com for Maria. And so in our next episode, we're going to be talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart, Ayurveda. So as someone who had a little bit of grounding in Ayurveda, a little bit of understanding from yoga teacher trainings and also just from her own inquiries, Maria came to this conversation with some amazing questions as from the point of view of a yogi and also just from the point of view of someone who is looking to try to live their absolute best life. So it's a fantastic conversation where we dive into what Ayurveda is and why you really need to know more about it. And so we're hoping that you tune back in for that one. Until then, namaste. Namaste.